You're listening to Insights with Philip Wilson, where the discussion focuses on how to maximize Social Security benefits. Considering there are 567 ways to file and 3,000 rules for filing, it's no wonder that 90% of those who file for Social Security do not receive their maximum benefits. Listen in as Philip Wilson, who is certified in Social Security claiming strategies, outlines what you need to know to get the most from your Social Security benefits. Welcome to the show. We've been talking the last several weeks about the most important financial decision that you will make in your lifetime. A decision that 90% of the population does not make correctly. Nine out of 10 people listening to this program do not make the correct financial decision because a lot of information is required for it. There's a lot of complexity. It's the biggest reason why I teach seminars. I spend an awful lot of time every week Uh, different venues, trying to spread the message. It's the reason why I'm doing this radio show. I want people to be informed about this decision. And the decision, of course, is the decision of when and how to file for your Social Security. I believe the decision of when and to how to file for your Social Security is the most important financial decision that you will make in your lifetime. And just to set that up, the reason why I believe that, if you ever hear me speak at different venues, you will hear a very common theme. And the common theme is that the importance of income streams for life, streams of income that you cannot outlive. So as long as you're alive, they're there. So whether you live to be 85 or 185, you have a stream of income. This is the first generation in history that will spend more time in retirement than working. And with that, the likelihood of people outliving their assets has never been greater. I've mentioned before in previous weeks that 95% of the people that I meet with are just not prepared for retirement. They've done everything they can to get the kids out of school, get them on their own, but they're just not prepared. They're just not going to have enough time. They're doing the best they can. I want to encourage them. I don't want to discourage them, but the reality is if something doesn't go well in retirement, they're going to be in trouble. If somebody gets sick, somebody dies, they're going, to, they're going to have a hard time. So it's very important to me to encourage folks in this area, particularly with the income streams for life. Because one of the ways that I look at the income streams for life is that it's an endless asset. It's an asset that never runs out. So the goal of maximizing that, that income stream from Social Security, I believe, is the most important financial decision that you will make in your lifetime. Social Security is the largest income uh, source for most people in retirement and is really the only income source that lasts for your lifetime. Pensions are being phased out by corporations. They just don't exist anymore. Very few people have that. Most people do not have a source of income outside of Social Security that will last for the rest of their life. So this is a very important topic. But however, today I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about it a little bit in a little bit of a different way. Over the last several weeks, we've been talking about different ways to take Social Security, different strategies to take Social Security. I mentioned that over 90% of people filing for Social Security do not receive their maximum amount. And the biggest reason for that is there's 3,000 Social Security filing rules. Most people are not aware of them. Most people are not aware of the different strategies that you can involve, uh, can be involved in terms of filing for Social Security, so a lot of money gets left on the table. And we've been talking about that the last few weeks. 
But today I want to I want to have a little bit different angle. I want to talk a little bit about the optimal time to file for Social Security. What is the best time to file for Social Security? Not so much the different strategies involved. And you may recall in previous weeks we talked a lot about the situations in life tend to direct those different strategies. Have you been divorced? Are you single? Are you married? Are you a widow? That's typically where these different strategies come from. But today I just want to talk about what is the best time to file for Social Security? What age to file for Social Security? What is the, what is the optimal time to file for Social Security? Because I believe everyone should file at a certain age. Now, over the years, I've heard a lot of different opinions on this subject. Heard a lot of different people. Some people believe that you should file early for Social Security. A lot of people feel like if you don't file early, the government's going to run out of money. You need to receive the money while you can. Some people say, no, don't file early. Um, you don't want the reduced Social Security amounts. You need to wait until your full retirement age. Other people say, no, wait till you're uh, 70 to file for Social Security so you can get the increased amounts. Um, so what today what I want to talk about is my opinion that everyone listening should consider as far as when to file for Social Security. Um, I also see from time to time some break-even studies in popular magazines like Money Magazine. I'll hear Dave Ramsey or somebody comment on the subject. Most of the time when, when people are discussing this, they talk about the break-even. How old do you need to be before it's better or before it's worse? And there's a general rule of thumb that the break-even is age 80. So the thought process is that if you live to age 80 or beyond, you're better off waiting on Social Security. If, you're not, if you don't live to age 80, you're better off filing early. So you can receive everything uh, that's possible for you to receive. Now, I'm not really sure what value that rule is because no one really knows when they're going to die. So in general, I don't really, I discount that type of study. I discount that type of break-even thought process because I just don't know how anybody can make a decision regarding Social Security and when to file for it based on how long they're going to live. No one's going to be able to base this on their life expectancy. So I'd like to teach an example that I use in my seminars because I feel like the best way to help people understand these different principles associated with when to file for Social Security is actually through a case study. So this is a case study directly out of the seminars that I teach uh, every week. And, and this is the, I feel like this is the best way to teach these different principles. Uh, however, this is going to be a little bit more challenging for me to do this over the radio as opposed to a PowerPoint presentation, which is what I'm used to. So let me just describe uh, the different, the, the example, the case study for you, the assumptions, and we'll just see how it goes. But what I want to talk about today is an example of Jim and Sally. And Jim and Sally are age 66 and they like to retire. And I have some assumptions for Jim and Sally that we can work off of, although the, the assumptions aren't really that important. Uh, the numbers themselves aren't vital to the conclusions. You can plug in your own numbers in your own situation and draw your own conclusions. The most important thing here is for you to follow along how it would help them decide whether or not they can retire, what, you know, what, what things they need to look at to answer the different questions. 
And, and by doing that, if you can follow along with that, you can plug in your own situation and determine your own answers. So let's talk about Jim and Sally. Jim and Sally are age 66. And for purposes of this example, I'm going to assume that that's their full retirement age, uh, just to simplify that. And the two assumptions that I, there's really three assumptions, but two of the three that I want to go ahead and give to you is that Jim and Sally have their house paid for and they have $350,000 of assets. And since they don't have to make a mortgage payment, they need about $3,000 a month for their retirement. So $350,000 of assets, $3,000 a month for budget. Now, their questions are very typical, the same questions that I receive every week. You know, what age can we retire? Can we retire now? What age should we file for Social Security? And really, the greatest fear is, will we outlive our money? And everyone is concerned about living too long, becoming dependent upon the government or someone else to take care of them. And that usually is the greatest fear that everyone has, because they don't want to retire too soon. So how would I answer those questions? What would I tell them? Well, the first thing that I'd want to do is focus on the budget. And often this is something that people haven't really thought about very much. You know, people, over the course of my career, whenever I bring up the word budget, I get a lot of resistance. Most people don't really like to live on a budget. They don't really like to think about a budget. But a budget is even more important in retirement than it is when you're working. Because in retirement, we don't really have the ability to cover up our spending mistakes. When we're working, we can take more hours, we can take a second job, we can, we can take bonuses, we can refinance, we can do things to cover up the overspending. We can't really do that when we retire. So retirement, in retirement, a budget is even more important than when we're working. And most of this analysis that I'm going to share with you today is all dependent upon the budget. It's all dependent upon how accurate the budget is. The more accurate it is, the better the planning is. The less accurate it is, the less the analysis is going to work. Um, a lot of times when people come to see me, they either don't have a budget or they don't have any idea um, what they're going to need in retirement, and I, I will send them home and say, you know, take a look at your checkbook, take a look at your spending, see if you can figure it out. See if you can figure out what expenses are going to continue in retirement, what expenses are not going to continue in retirement. And I just need people to have a good budget. And a lot of times they will have more than one budget. They will have kind of a bare bones budget that I'm using like in this example of $3,000. They might have a second budget that involves some fun things, grandkids, travel, things like that. They might have a third budget that involves their house. Uh, that's generally uh, uh, one of the considerations that most people have on their mind, and that is should they downsize. Most people that come to see me to talk about retirement have lived in the same home, raised the kids, but there's also a lot of upkeep, property taxes, various other issues, as well as a lot of equity in that home. And they're just trying to figure out whether or not it would be better for them to downsize, maybe find something a little less expensive, maybe use some of that equity where they need to use some of that equity in retirement. So the point I'm trying to make is that multiple budgets help me. They help me do the planning for retirement even better. So there's three assumptions, $350,000 of assets, $3,000 a month of income, and the third assumption is Social Security. And this is where I'm going to draw some conclusions. For purposes of the example, again, I said that, that 66 is Jim and Sally's full retirement age 
And if they retire at 66 and file for Social Security, they would receive $22,000. Or, in contrast, if they retire but wait for Social Security, they would receive $30,000 at age 70. So the three assumptions, $350,000 of assets, $3,000 a month, and a choice of Social Security of $22,000 or $30,000, uh, depending on what age they draw that. Now this is where I'm going to compare and contrast some of the conclusions about the Social Security and what the optimal time is to file. Now the biggest difference between the two Social Security options in Jim and Sally's situation is how much additional income they're going to need above Social Security to provide for the bill. So if they retire at age 66, they file for Social Security, they receive $22,000 from Social Security, their, their investments are going to have to make up the difference which is $14,000. So if they have a $3,000 a month budget, $36,000 a year, $22,000 of income coming from Social Security, $14,000 would be the difference. So that's going to give me a pretty good indication of whether or not they have enough assets because we would have to safely produce that $14,000. Social Security, while it might be the largest income source that most people have, it's not 100% of their retirement income. So when we're looking at retirement and we're trying to figure out whether or not someone has enough savings to make up the income that they need, this is where the budget becomes so important. I need a good budget. I need to know exactly the additional income above Social Security that someone is going to need to, to live, and that's going to give me an indication of whether or not they have enough investments. So back to the example, um, $350,000 of assets, $3,000 a month, $22,000 coming for Social Security, or at age 70, if they file for Social Security, they will receive $30,000. And the difference between the $22,000 and the $30,000 would be the increases the Social Security Administration make between full retirement age and age 70. Um, so at that situation, if they did wait for age 70, then they're only going to need to make up $6,000 of income. So the budget was $36,000, $30,000 coming for Social Security, $6,000 coming from investments. And that, that leads us to our, uh, our break time, so we'll come back with this example after the break. <laughs> 